Hi everyone, Don here. Welcome to Friday Night Stripes. Today we're going to keep it a bit short. Um, I'm going to run solo on this one. We're going to go over all the different rule changes uh, for this year, except for the play clock. Uh, we're not going to do the play clock in this particular episode. I think that deserves its own episode, and I'm trying to get a guest on um, to have a little bit back and forth on that. Uh, share experiences during our spring scrimmages, um, various things like that. Um, but I did want to go over all the other play, um, sorry, rule changes uh, for this upcoming season. Uh, in a few weeks, so in a matter of about three weeks, I'll be heading up to South Dakota for the Sioux Empire Football Officials Camp. Um, hope to have some officials up there that I'm able to, to talk to for a few minutes and, and hopefully bring them on. Um, so I'll be sharing that in uh, the months of July and August as well. So the there are seven rule changes uh, this year. We're going to talk about six of them, and I've got them ordered kind of in um, things you're going to see the most to things you're going to see the least or things that are least important down at the bottom. Um, so the first one we're going to talk about is the formation requirements. This is probably uh, the biggest change outside of the play clock change. So we've gone from the high, what used to be the high school requirements to more what is the college requirements now. So we've gone from there have to be seven A players legally on the line. That was the requirement. So um, there had to be seven players. And sometimes it was hard to look down inside on the offensive linemen and make sure there were five there if you're a wing official. So what they've done is they've changed that requirement. This is uh, Article 2-14-1. And it says a scrimmage formation requires a minimum of five A players legally on their line at the snap. So that's the uh, first part of that change. The second part that works with it is 7-2-5. And it says player formation and numbering requirements include A, at the snap, at least five A players shall be on their line of scrimmage and no more than four A players may be backs. B, at the snap, at least five A players on their line of scrimmage must be numbered 50 to 79. So, a couple things there. One, the wing officials, at this point, all they really need to do is count the backs. And I'm sure that's what 99% of the wing officials out there have been doing, is counting the backs, trying to get a count on the interior linemen. But if they if they weren't able to get that, um, at least make sure there are only four, four or less backs, I should say. Um, so this makes it a lot easier for the wing officials. Um, the umpire will be required to sit there and count the number of uh, players with 50 through 79 and make sure that there are at least five of them. Um, that rule did not change. That rule was always there. Um, but it, it now just codifies the fact that we can just count backs at this point. Um, that allows a team to line up legally with 10 players and with four of them being backs. Previously, if you had 10 players, if you're a player short and you had four backs, it was an illegal formation because you didn't have the seven players on the line of scrimmage. Um, again, 
sometimes hard as wing officials to, to make sure there are the right number of interior linemen there. So it's it's a good change. It makes it easier. It does not change um, fairness in any way that I, I can imagine. Um, it just makes enforcement easier. So I look forward to this change. Uh, we can now use the same terminology as um, as college if we want. When we, when we report the official, we can say more than four backs in the formation when we report a, a legal formation. Um, that's pretty much it for a legal formation. Um, the second one is on tripping. So previously, the... Um, Previously, the rule on tripping was that tripping, and this is 2-45, tripping is the use of the lower leg or foot to obstruct an opponent who is not the runner below the knee. What this rule change does now is they've removed that phrase about who is not the runner. So the phrase now reads, tripping is the intentional use of the lower leg or foot to obstruct an opponent below the knee. So there are two changes there. One was to add the word intentional. So now we're, as officials, being asked to judge intent and to remove the, restrict, the, the statement excluding the runner. You may no longer trip the runner to tackle them. So this is going to be one that's going to cause some consternation um, from coaches at times when a runner goes down tripping over a leg uh, because it's going to be on us to determine was that an intentional trip or not because the the foul is an intentional use of the lower leg or foot so i think it's one of those things we look to see if we see an unnatural movement of that leg or foot um, if there's nothing unnatural there if it's not placed in the way unnaturally um, we let it play through um, until we see it, we're not going to really know exactly what, what we want to look for, but that's generally the idea. Um, there's not a lot of, not a lot different to this. It's just now we just have to remove that in our head that, that now tripping the runner is a penalty. Um, which is, again, I think this is a good change. Um, tripping is a it can be dangerous it's dangerous to the tripper it's dangerous to the trippy um so i i do think this is a good change and and i'm glad to see that we can call this if we do see something unnatural out there um the third change is regarding the horse collar tackle um they've extended the area uh to where you can call horse collar tackle and I'm going to read the entire rule here um, and I'll emphasize the the change um, this is 9-4-3k and it says no player or non-player shall grab the inside back or side collar or the nameplate area directly below the back collar of either the shoulder pads or the jersey of the runner and subsequently pull backward or sideways that opponent to the ground even if possession is lost. So what they've added here is that nameplate area below the collar as part of a horse collar tackle. Uh, I had a situation last year that, that this rule change will help um, because I had literally 
a player grab the jersey right there where the nameplate is, but not go inside the collar and yank the, the runner down um, sideways. And the coach was asking me, why wasn't that a horse collar tackle? And I told him because I saw, I saw the collar clearly. The collar was not uh, grabbed. It was right below the collar. Um, again, horse collar tackles are, are removed for safety reasons. If horse collar tackles are removed, um, adding the area to where a horse collar foul may be called is a good thing um, for safety. So it, it, it generates the same force if you grab that area and yank down as if you'd actually grab the collar. Um, so I, I, I'm in favor of this change as well. This, again, just makes it easier for, for us to call the fouls that, that probably should be called anyway. Um, the fourth item that was the fourth area of rules that were changed just it, this was a simple change this is just related to illegal batting and kicking um, and all they've done is they've taken that from a 15 yard penalty and knocked it down to 10 there's nothing more than that this is in both rules 6-2-1 and 9-7 each of them subsequently doing illegal kicking illegal batting um, and all it is is down at the bottom where that says the penalty it just says 10 yards now instead of 15 and of course on your uh, penalty table it'll also have moved that up to 10 yards uh, this now makes your 15 yarders much more of your personal foul your your unnecessary roughness your violent penalties um, even more so illegal batting and kicking is not really a, a safety foul it's a it's a it's an advantage gained foul um, and I, I do feel that it's probably in the 10 yard variety um, it, it feels much much better in being a 10 yard penalty um, the the last two are, are well I'm not gonna I'm, I'll I'll save that statement for the last one the next one is replay in the postseason and this rule, all this rule does is it says that it allows state associations to create instant re replay procedures during postseason. It does not stipulate how. It does not stipulate what they should be using instant replay for. It simply says that state associations may use instant replay. Um, this has been tested uh, the past couple years, I believe, in Alabama and maybe a couple other uh, states. I'm not real... Uh, I'm not sure which other states it was, but I'd like to try and find somebody to come on and talk about um, if they were part of a, a postseason crew that was involved with instant replay at all and see if they can talk a little bit about how it affected um, their their calling and, and how they how they how it impacted the game. Um, I know in college and in the pros, it changes the mechanics of the officials on the field. Um, if you have if if you have a potential fumble, if you have a ball loose but you believe the runner was down, in co in college where there's instant replay and in the NFL they encourage their officials to let that play out, let that loose ball play out even if you feel it was down. Um, I believe uh, not being an official of either one that that's my understanding is that they encourage that um, because that can be replayed. Uh, that I'm not replayed. That can be reviewed during replay. So um, 
So it changes the mechanics of what how the officials call the games. And I'd like to see if that changes uh, in high school as well. Um, I'd like to know where what, what officials they used um, to do the replays during the season uh, because that is a that is a very different mechanic um, and, and very different set of things to, to think about. Um, when we talked with Ken um, from the NASO, he's a replay official uh, in the NCAA, and he, he agrees that there's a lot of pressure on that replay official uh, because at the end of the day, they have to be right. They've got the replay in front of them. The officials on the field get to see it once. He gets to see it as many times as he wants. So um, this is the first step. To be, to be very clear, this is the first step. It, it, we are probably not five years away from this being widespread during the postseason. Um, maybe it doesn't creep into the regular season. Maybe within five years it'll creep into um, the rules that state associations can choose when to have instant replay. And that will open a whole nother can of worms during the regular season. Um, at the end of the day, not every game is going to be televised. Not every game is going to have cameras. So it, it, it's just very, that there's a lot that goes into that. I mean, it's not even throughout college right now. Your lower divisions of college don't even have it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where where this goes uh, in the future. But it's coming, uh, so, so be ready for it. Um, the final change is is really more along uniforms um, not really something we're going to worry about we're not taking tape measures out there but let's go over it and, and it's also not effective until the 2024 season really so um, we've got a few years before this even matters we've got five years so the first minor change deals with where the numbers have to be centered on the back on the back of the uniform it just now includes the border of the numbers before it did not include the border specifically. Um, so it, it, it's a minor change that we're probably not, we're, we're not out there measuring where those numbers are anyway. Um, but the change for the 2024 season is simply that the numbers, so the way the numbers were currently is that the numbers either had to be a single solid color that clearly contrasts with the body color of the jersey or it could be the same body color of the jersey, but it had to have a border around it that was a contrasting color. The rule change in 2024 is that the body and the number has to be a contrasting color from the body color of the jersey. Um, this one, for the most part, it makes sense. Uh, if we can't see the numbers, we can't report the numbers. Uh, from 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 a uh, an advantage standpoint there's not a lot of change here um you there, there might have been some playing with with numbers that couldn't be read that were trying to get ineligible players on there i if a coach is thinking that far out there they're they're thinking way too far that they've got other things to worry about so i think this is just more administrative more it, we can report it to the state that this team's got their colors wrong we're not gonna if an entire team is outfitted improperly we're probably not going to do anything about it during game time we're going to let them play and let the state uh, dictate what they want to do after that um, but that's 
that's the final change there as I said there's one more regarding the play clock we're gonna we're, we're going to 40 second play clock for the most part um, I want to bring on somebody who, who uh, a guest to, to discuss this with we'll make a whole episode around it um, I did two games with it uh, in for spring scrimmages um, didn't see a lot of impact but we'll, we'll, we'll certainly talk about it in a future episode so um, that's all we've got for today. So thank everyone for joining and we'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group, Friday Night Stripes, or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight 'em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.